Welcome to Vancouver Current Worldwide. In the last episode, we discussed leadership. It only seems fitting that we do an episode on horrible bosses. My name is Ray Talili. And I'm Spencer Alexander. Spence, who's the worst boss you've ever had? Okay, man, I won't use names, but I worked for this person <laughs> when I was in Kelowna. He had an ego bigger than the great outdoors. Um, he was all, it was always his way. His way was always the best way. Uh, he was the quintessential micromanager. Oh, man, what a character. How about you? Have you had any horrible bosses, Doc? Honestly, I've been quite lucky. I have quit or moved on from a couple of jobs because they were downer environments, you know, just no fun whatsoever. Doom and gloom places, you know? Yeah, man, I know what you mean. Yeah. I like that quote, which is, incorrectly attributed to freud it goes quote before you diagnose yourself with depression or lowest self-esteem first make sure that you are not in fact just surrounded by a <laughs> that's a good one i think i'm gonna have that one put on um a bumper sticker um unfortunately i do know that though sometimes it just takes just one rotten apple to ruin all the fun in the space that's right and if that rotten apple is someone you have to report to directly or indirectly, you have got yourself a problem. Yeah, man, true. Uh, because even if that one, rot one rotten apple is one or two rungs above you, um, the trickle-down effect is going to permeate the whole organization. True. All employees play a part, but it's the leaders that set the tone. You can just tell when you walk into a business or any store, the mall for that matter, if the employees look miserable and demotivated, it's probably their management that's making them miserable and not the customers. That's so true. You can often tell like right away when you walk in. Yeah, and if you're the sensitive type, and not necessarily in a bad way sensitive, or you have a pleasant and sociable temperament, those environments will crush you even more. They'll wipe that smile right off your face like a magic eraser. So true. And it's usually the managers that make people quit, not the actual jobs. There right. are way too many really good companies with awful work cultures because they have a few immature humans working in the wrong positions. That was well put, Spence, immature humans. Why, thank you, Ray. Um, or you could be really enjoying your job, really doing well. And then you wake up one day with a new manager or new management or some change related to an acquisition or whatever. And <laughs> that's right. And your, your life just changed for the worse, sometimes for the better, but sometimes for the worse. Yeah. So now your motivation and your performance drops and you end up drinking on the weekdays, <laughs> you get out of shape. You're really actively looking for another job. Job postings should not only include job description, but even more importantly, people description. Yeah, you know, that's a great idea. Seriously, that's yeah. a great idea. Hey, uh, I did get fired once. Really? For what? I was uh, working at an orange juice factory and uh, they had to let me go because apparently I wasn't concentrating enough. <laughs> 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 I was all being, oh, man. Funny. That's a good one, Doc. That's a good one. Okay. Good managers are a gift. Horrible ones are a nightmare. But let's face it, we've both been in management, and that's not easy either. I mean, it's great when you have a good team. 
Good point. And it's a nightmare when you have to constantly deal with difficult people. Yeah, we could actually uh, just as easily do a show on uh, horrible or terrible employees, you know. I mean, that could be really funny. <laughs> That's true. Uh, yeah, that is true. Hey, man, like, how's your day job? I work with cool people in a cool industry, and uh, they don't listen to this show, by the way, so I'm not just saying that. Uh, ask me again in a year, though, but I'm quite sure I'll feel the same way. That's you know, because you, you never really know. It takes a while to figure things out, right? Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's always better when you're treated like a human being, not just a number or a stat. Either way, though, it's all about having the right bosses. I think so. Anecdotally, I did have a boss one that does deserve a mention here. He wasn't horrible, at least to me anyways. But uh, when I when I think about some some of his many antics, you, you can't help but laugh. OK, go on, go on. You uh, you know those uh, exit interviews some companies do. Oh yeah, you know the, the ones, ones they yeah yeah they get your feedback you know, as you're walking out yeah. the door yeah 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 right right. Well, the exit interviews at this place, well they were a form you would fill out and seal in an envelope, and uh, <laughs> he he instructed the uh, the office manager that I believe he was sleeping with also by the way to uh, intercept and open the exit <laughs> interview documents. You got to be any negative. No, any negative ones of which there were plenty never made it to the head office. <laughs> Did he ever get caught? Eventually, yes. But by that time, he had moved on. Of course, of course. Let's look at uh, famous archetypal horrible bosses. Uh, we got this list from a, a variety of uh, business, HR and career websites. Here are apparently the most common traits, not in any particular order. Okay, man, go for it. Number one, the bad communicator. <laughs> okay, you've got to elaborate. <laughs> that would be the rude, disrespectful type, you know, the boss that leaves everyone feeling worse off after any interaction. The caustic communicator. Again, this could also easily apply to employees too. Do you know the type? Oh, yeah, yeah, alas, I do. Yeah, you think <laughs> leadership requires, you know, communication skills, you some think. emotional quotient. Yeah, it, it, I mean, common sense would indicate. Sociability was one of the uh, traits mentioned by Dr. Castellon, right? Uh, that's right. And uh, intelligence. It should be noted that the boss employee dynamic changes depending on which part of the world you live in. That's so true, man. Right? That dynamic varies from culture to culture, sometimes subtly, and at other times, the difference is shocking. Some countries have positively feudal work structures. Yeah, it's really true. We take our labor standards for granted, but they did not come about that easily. Hey, number true. two uh, is the micromanager. They will kill your productivity. You spend 50% of your time proving, wait for it, that you're working the other 50% of the time. You know, like no trust, man. Like these, these people frustrate the hell out of me. Um, yeah. Why even hire someone if you can't trust them? It's like living with an insecure partner. Good analogy. Uh, here's another one. This is the, the no boundary boss. This is the boss who likes calling or texting you about work-related things at 8 p.m. or on weekends. 
in France, they put in laws that prohibit that practice. I think they might be putting laws like that in Ontario. I might be mistaken, but yeah, yeah, they are. If, if they get in Ontario, it'll go nationwide. Yeah, I, I get that. It's definitely not cool that 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 type. It's of sad individual. that has to, that a law has to be put into place. Yeah, but you know what yeah. it is. My, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, yeah. Uh, there is no end to corporate greed, man. That's the way it runs. Yeah, not cool. Number four, the I did everything myself with no help from anyone else type of boss. Good Lord, help <laughs> us with that one. Uh, this is the no mercy for you type boss. They can be heartless. Typically, they're extremely cold. Um, there are parents that act like that, too. You know the type. I do, actually. Um, or I did know someone like that. It's a baffling statement, eh? When someone says, I did it myself. I mean, you know, I, I don't believe anyone has ever made it by themselves. It's not to take away from individual hard work and grit. Uh, it's just that maybe, uh, you know, you came from a nice supportive family or maybe you have socioeconomic advantages over other people or something. Someone helped you along the way. Very good point, man. That's, yeah, very, I don't, there are maybe in human history, four or five individuals that actually made it for themselves. And I'm thinking a lot of them kind of stepped out of a cave wearing fur. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, there yeah, you yeah, go. Yeah. Romulus actually, and Remus or something. Yeah, there you even they had a wolf, like, yeah, anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But actually, you know, those guys can be the worst too. It's often those people who get the most help, yet they continuously go on and on about uh, being self-made, no help. Yeah, you'd like to slap them. That's so true. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Number five, the fear monger boss. Rule by fear. Oh, yeah. I don't get that at all. But Me it's in, either. Yeah, it's, it is part of our culture. It is. Yeah. I mean, when employees feel insecure, you know? Yeah, they don't give their best. They simply but, don't give their best. That's right. Plus, it gets back to my earlier point about creating an unpleasant environment like who wants to work in a swamp yeah you know what no nobody does if you're doing your job you need to know that your leaders have your back to cite dr castellon again from our previous episode people need to feel secure in their lives their relationships their jobs everything to be their best let's take a look at some famous horrible bosses all right so there's george pullman the 19th century industrialist. He did some good things, but also some bad. <laughs> he built a town for his employees, the Pullman Company town. That's good. Right. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Um, so far, so good. Right, right next to his factory for maximum efficiency uh, is where he built his town. So okay. then he deducted their below sub subsistence wages to cover the rent. That's not uh, so leaving, good. leaving his workers next to nothing to live on. And would you believe he paid them in Pullman money? <laughs> oh, God. So that he created and that could only be used in his town. Okay. He definitely, so they, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say, he definitely sets the horrible boss baseline. Like, that's the bit, like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, something else. Well, that was the age of the robber barons. Um, upon his death, his family feared his tomb would be desecrated by former employees. And so his casket 
uh, was covered in concrete. Oh, yeah, good, smart move on his family's part. Uh, yeah. The Business Insider cited surveys from uh, the approved index that looked at 40 industries where people quit the most because they dislike their managers. So industries with the biggest jerks? More or less, yeah, more or less. Um, more like the biggest jerks in management. Here are the top <laughs> five, all right? Now, these are UK-based stats, so uh, they're close to us. They're not perfect, but they're really close. Not too different from the way that we, you know, okay. uh, by our standards. Okay. Uh, you want to guess? All right. Uh, the auto sector. Hollywood or the film industry in general. Restaurants, I'm guessing, because chefs are kind of crazy, right? Mm -hmm. And retail, as in clothing, I bet. Not bad, not bad. Um, you got two, uh, right? Fashion oh. and entertainment. Yeah, they ranked seventh and sixth, sixth respectively. Um, events are in fifth place, and accounting. Oh, really? Yeah, and accounting in fourth. Okay. Okay. Third is marketing and public relations. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. Travel and tourism is second, which I thought was yeah, a little bit. Can, yeah, I can believe that. Do you, do you? Are you surprised by that, or are you? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm thinking most of my the people I meet travel and tourism are like unbelievably nice and happy and helpful. So I guess behind the behind the curtains is something else going on. Okay, we're, now, we're going to different places. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> okay, now would you believe? Yeah. The recruitment industry of all industries was ranked the worst. No way. The irony. No, no, really? no man. Yeah, they were ranked the worst by far. Not even close, like, to a number two. They were 100% of those people that were surveyed and filled in the surveys saying they quit because of a horrible boss. 100%. <laughs> wow. 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 How did your survey go, man? Well, we, we got a few responses. I should say, uh, this one I think was the best one that came in. It's from a listener in Ottawa. Let's listen to his story. Hey, Ray. Hey, Spencer. It's Kirk here hollering at you from Ottawa. Love the show. I wanted to throw my two cents in because I have an epic story here about the worst boss ever. So picture it, Montreal, 2011. I'm down on my luck. I applied to a job on Craigslist, uh, carpenter required renovations right up my alley at the time i respond to the ad go meet the fella on site very affable fella so i start working from next thing you know he's shuffled me to another job site and then another and another and it turns out he has like eight nine jobs going all throughout montreal and i'm his only employee very quickly i come to realize that this guy is a compulsive liar and a compulsive spender He'll take a $20,000 deposit from a homeowner and he'll go out on a spending spree, buy leather jackets and big screen TVs and all sorts of very useless things. Um, and then he spends all the money, has no money to actually buy materials or to pay his employees. So he goes and he opens another job and another and he, they just all stall and they're all floating in the nether because there's no one on the sites and there's no materials to do anything with anyway. So this is going on for a while. He goes up to the third-story condo owner, impersonates a Desjardins insurance agent. He's got the letterhead, insurance claims, everything. And he convinces this homeowner that Desjardins is going to reimburse him for a brand-new bathroom for him. 
All he has to do is pay the $20,000 up front to my boss um, and he'll get this money back from day to day when the job is complete. It's all a lie, of course. There is no insurance claim. He's impersonating a, a, an insurance agent. He invites me to dinner on payday, doesn't have my pay, and I walk into a house literally full of hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of merchandise, all paid for with clients' money, all packaged, pack-ratted aside, we're talking hoarders here. Uh, the end of the day, uh, he's wanted by the police. The homeowners all put stop work orders. They pulled their money together. And they're like, can you finish the reno? I was like, well, I could, but I don't have all the power tools and stuff. So they floated me a few grand to start the job. Went out and bought all the tools. Finished the jobs. And that's how I became a contractor. And that is it for this episode. Oh, man. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great day wherever you are, whatever you're doing. We'll catch you next time.